Welcome back, y'all, to another episode of Hip Hop Babies. Yes, Sirski. It's your host, Ed Lee. You know, I got my boy Ray with me, and we talking about Mike burning desire today. I got a burning desire to get into this. You know, bro, went absolutely crazy on this album. Otherwise, we wouldn't mm-hmm. be talking about it. So let's get into a little backstory on Mike. I read a bunch of different interviews. Some of the stuff I took away from it was that uh, Mike was a kid who was moved around a lot in his youth, and uh I could really connect with him on that. I was a, a military kid who would get moved around from a community to community, having to make new friends, man, getting into new social situations, not necessarily knowing yourself yet, not necessarily knowing how to go about situations. That was a huge thing for me growing up. You know, I read some stuff about him saying that, you know, it became difficult because I always had a hard time trying to adjust over and over again. After a while, you start slowly distancing yourself and avoiding communicating with anybody because it is too much work that hit me right here bro that totally connects to me i mean you can see it in this album with the way that he talks about himself and just the way he carries himself that he communicates through uh other means he doesn't communicate necessarily through normal social methods he communicates through his music his production, his his bars, everything like that. You know, no BS, get straight to the art, man. That's what we standing on today, you know. That's what he's all about. And this project in particular, I would say that Mike might even be past that point. And he might be looking back on a version of himself that he no longer is because he uh, is aware of what got him to this point, what he's about, how music has shaped his life. It's really interesting. I really did resonate here because, you know, something like this, like building relationships does take a lot of energy, you know, and that's not something that necessarily everybody can relate to because some people had the same relationships their whole life, you know, and uh, being some guy who's you know, moved around as many times as me and having connections fall out as you move to a different place, new connections become primary connections. It's, it's kind of confusing, man. It's, it becomes hard to, you know, trust everything that you know, uh, because it could get taken away from you at any time. And it's not something you can really control as a kid. So him being in a space like that, where he feels, you know, so uncomfortable, where he doesn't even want to reach out to people anymore. That's real, bro. That's real. Uh, that only channeled him further into the music scene because um, when you don't have a place where you can feel comfortable with, you try to create your own. And I feel like he created his own with his music. He said in an interview with ID that uh, really a stage with a microphone is the only place I feel comfortable. I may not be able to tell people how I feel face to face, but I'm able to translate it in a different form. That's something that uh, really got me to this point with the Hip Hop Babies, man. I mean, we wouldn't be here today if I wasn't connecting with you uh, back in high school over some music, man, because I used to grow up listening to rap and, and all this stuff. And I would talk to my mom about it, my little bro about it. It wasn't like something that was on the forefront of all my conversations until I got to a place where I was really unfamiliar and one of the anchoring points from that was hip hop, was music, bro. And we just going over uh, some of the old old albums from 2014, or maybe it came out a couple of years ago and I, I was still asleep. You know, you just showing me stuff and it really made me feel comfortable. It made me feel like I was able to have an opinion, have a voice on uh, the things that are going on around me, even if I don't know what's going on necessarily. That was something that really made me drawn to what we're doing here today, drawn to this hobby about just talking about music and getting with my boys, because it's hard to feel that comfortability, man. It's hard to feel comfortable sometimes. Big shout out to Mike for all these interviews and stuff that he was doing, talking about this stuff, because uh really, really connected to me. You're bringing me back, man. It was always fun to talk about music with you. Uh, back at school. Re- one of the reasons why I always like to talk about music 
um, now and even back then is because it's an easy way to connect people. I remember us talking about Schoolboy Q and stuff like that. It's interesting to hear you basically say that Mike is saying that because this album is it, something special. I like it a lot. Grown on me with with the repeated listens. My benefit fan pretty much of Mike for a minute. Ever since War in My Pen, it's always been different, um, sometimes moody, especially with the flow and, and the way he presents himself. Mm -hmm. Back then, yeah. I think it was it was even more dark because, you know, I, I didn't know anything about him much. But over time, I've grown to appreciate Mike. I've grown to see his influence, you know, the way he works with mm -hmm. Earl, the way he works with all these other artists. Every time I feel like they learn something from each other. You know, Mike, yeah. I feel like Mike has adapted in so many ways and he's taken on many flows. And at the end of the day, it's still real. It's still him. It's not like he's taken from other people and then running away from it. And that's this whole new sound. No, he's just adding new layers to his music. And this album is the display of that. We got songs like Please Don't Cut Off My Wings. And then we got African Sex Fantasy. You know, the titles, everything. He He's going to make it something that you haven't heard or something that you haven't seen before and show a little bit of his personality. With his samples, the interludes yeah. on here. Mm, um, crazy, bro. The thing that I love about this project the most and something that Mike's been doing for a while that doesn't necessarily strike you as impressive necessarily off the first bat is the way they use the samples. Uh, the samples basically sit in place of common refrains. Um, so the song structure is different than, you know, typical strong structure, where it's more poetic, shorter verses or shorter songs. The ideas that Mike has, he's able to get out in such a, a fast and concise format that it rivals pretty much any other writer that I, I could think of. Can we mention that he produces all this stuff? Like he chops off these samples, bro. Like he knows exactly what he's doing. He's got an excellent ear for samples. Got some of my favorite ones on here. What was that song that we was talking about? Uh, Real Love, right? Real Love, with yeah. A, with that sample, that sample was crazy, bro. And it's, it's not even about who he samples or what he got. It's just the fact that he can get these earworms from like records that he's digging in and uh just put them in there and it's a reference and it's an earworm and you going back to the project there's so much to it the little details man they just make it yeah. so great so uh interesting to us like the catchiness of this project without actually making like a pop record that's really hard to do yo yeah real love was a funny one man he has um some lady talking over kind of randomly in the high pitch of everything i love it a little moment on the album you would think like oh this is gonna be nothing right Cause it's just an interlude there's just a loop but then it flows right into i think you think maybe the pacing on this album is excellent mike he he changes his flow a little bit but for the most part he's gonna keep it mike he's gonna have kind of like the monotone kind of the uh super like he's fitting words into the bars right and mm -hmm. it changes from track to track but really that's his flow the way he works the samples in the tracks flow into one another right it's so smooth, like it's dang near, you're not noticing sometimes it's going into the next track. If you, somebody who really appreciates uh, like listening to albums like straight, this is definitely one of those that uh, we recommend listening from front to back uh, all the way through. Just cause the way that he breaks it up is, is so nice. I love reading and I love literature and I love good writers. So when somebody's writing a paragraph and they do this thing where they got the you know the really long paragraph and they got the short one and then they got the really long one i love the way that you know a writer can break it up like that it makes the shorter statements are more impactful and then the longer ones you vibing with them right 
the longer tracks on here, I'm vibing. The shorter tracks, it gets right to the point. And it's yeah. like, he's speaking right to you. You don't got no fluff. And he doesn't do too much with the literary devices. Real lyrics. He'll throw in like a metaphor every now and then. And then punchlines. And damn, that was profound. It's never to the point where it's like, it feels corny or anything like that. It's always just, it's real. So that's the best yeah. way I can describe it. And the features, he got Earl on here, which I was happy to see. Had and to. Had to, you know, and they were a great duo on the track. He got Larry June on here. I was surprised to see that. He knows his target audience, man. Mike having that, you know, that slow, intoxicating flow. Larry June is the same type of dude, man. He plays it cool, keeps it peasy. It's only natural they would fit together. They do got some different ideologies, what they rapping about. But, man, you know a big <laughs> cat going to rock with Mike, man. Yeah, Golden Hour, that was a moment. One thing about this project is when he does get his message across, it's something else. They don't stop when it rains. That one hit me, personally. And I love how that one was after Burning Desire, and he basically has a voicemail it sounds like and he's saying like how they were doing a show and they would have to stop when it rained or the first thing they get into the set and it was burning desire and that was the track before and this is what i love about mike right on that track he sounds aggressive it's basically mm -hmm. saying people are biting off of me they're taking my style they're asking me questions and i'm helping them out but really i should have been gatekeeping i see this with mike and i've seen this with myself you know mike seems like he's willing to help people out do features do songs and stuff with people and they take his style and run with it, but never give him props. Sometimes, you know, in life, you, you've had moments probably where you've helped someone or you've given them advice on what you're doing and they don't ever pay it back. And sometimes you don't have to. You know when people have the opportunity to help you out and they don't. And you've been like, man, I should have gatekeeped, man. I should have never told them that info. I should have never put them on. Yeah, man, this track hit. Sam was fire. Hitting yeah. uh, similar sentiments as a, like, you know, steak charm, bro. Got one of my favorite passages on there uh, where he's talking about, you know, uh, controlling the hisses. He ain't gonna hold to this business. I couldn't glow where I fit in. I'm lonely as shit. Just cutting the grass, letting the snakes come peek their heads out. Keep doing what you're doing, man. Just because somebody's not gonna appreciate you for what you do doesn't mean that there's not gonna be another person who's gonna value you properly. Really. And don't be worrying about these chumps, man. We ain't worried about these chumps. It's good to see Mike, you know, just being able to see stuff for what it is and he moving on, bro. He's going solo now. But one thing I do love about this project is even though you have moments like that, you know, we were talking about real love where he's basically saying he's searching for real stuff. He's searching for real emotions, real homies, real people to be around. And even though you have moments, they don't stop when it rained, where he's basically saying, like, I should have pushed everyone away. I should have not been helping others. He does have that growth where, or he does have that longing to want to be able to just be yourself and help others, right? Not everyone, but a lot of people grew up naive. You want to help people. You want to be the best person you could be. And I think, you know, from what you're saying with your stories of listening to Mike saying he had to move around, he's had to adjust all his life to being around different people, different mindsets. And you realize that not everyone's on the same mission as you, even though they're acting like it sometimes because it could benefit them. And I think he's learned from that on other tracks too, like uh, Muscle Beach, moments like that, where he's basically just, again, he's talking about how he didn't have money. Money's breaking his heart. Basically, it sounded like he was in a relationship with his girl and money was always an issue. Now that he has money, it's making it hot. Like now he's getting all this attention. He's getting all these people wanting to reach out to him. You know, I was playing this project around someone and they were saying it's depressing. I don't get that from this. I get growth. I mean, I get it to a certain degree, of course. There's still that little bit of depression in this music because it's Mike. But compared to his older projects, this is a little bit more. It's easier on the ears. It's easier to just mm. play and get what he's saying. He's straight to the point, even though he's spitting a lot at you. I think this project, it was more on that level, like the track titles, 
go with the track. He's not yeah. spitting like some super cryptic stuff. He's just basically telling you what he wants to get off his chest, right? I think how we got into it last time, I was talking about Burning Desire. What is the song about? I was saying that, you know, he said, the silent grieving never worked. Why I reside to Puffin? Just so I could be a person when I'm out in public. That was very mature, Mike, to be looking on. Just the reason why he, why he does these drugs. You know, we hear so many rappers nowadays talking about, you know, uh, sibling, I do this, I pop this, I do this. What's deep about that? Nothing. This guy who's one year older than me, just trying to reflect on those reasons as to why, you know, we do what we do and how we cope with grief and how we move through our day with loss uh, of people that we trusted, that we love. That's a really mature way to look at shit, man. This is uh, somebody who has processed what they've been through, learned from it, and is sharing their message and what they learned. What more can you ask for in a hip-hop album, bro? That's that's what hip-hop is at its, at its core. Another moment that spoke to me was 16. He's basically just saying he can't sleep, thinking things are going to pass him by if he sleeps. writing about these 16. Yeah, he can't, can't he gotta, sleep. Yeah, sleep. You know what I'm saying? Basically, he has to keep thinking of bars. Because when I first heard it and it started, I'm like, oh, he's just going to be rapping about how he's a rapper and he, he's the best and he got the best 16s or, you know, he, he can't sleep. But as you keep going into the track, it's just talking about how, you know, he has to always stay on his toes. He has to always keep pressing, keep pushing, even though sometimes he might want to relax. You have to keep pushing through it and keep trying to do what you're going to do. I don't know, man, the way he just goes off about a topic and he'll, it's not like he's going off topic, but the, the way he goes on about the topic would not be what you expected. It's almost like he's faking you one way and he goes the other. You wouldn't expect him to yeah. get that vulnerable or to talk about what he's talking about the way he is. This album hit. It, it was something special because even though he's done that before, he had the album with Alchemist and Wiki earlier this year. This one was all the, the cover got my attention out the get go. The dude wearing like an African mask with a knife and then the two like monsters, kind of like vampires or something. Like they're weird creatures like, oh, this burning desire, you know. This felt like a passion project. It felt like he put a lot into this and, and maybe he didn't. Maybe he just put it together and and put it out and we're just eating it up right but i doubt it. it it seemed like this was the project at the perfect moment yeah i have nothing but high praise for this I, I went into it expecting to get a good project but i got a great to amazing project something that i keep replaying and i wasn't expecting that at least as a whole because uh, sometimes with mike projects it's a lot to just sit on but this one didn't give me that vibe it was a good listen enjoyable listen yeah i mean what you're saying basically going back to me talking about you know him being such a prolific writer i mean you get rid of the bullshit you take away the braggadociousness of a rapper and he gets vulnerable on you and then all of a sudden you connect him with the rapper you know way more going back to that dude who said that this shit was depressing well man maybe you just have feelings that you haven't coped with yet and you need to face them bro i mean it's not our fault that you don't see your therapist i want more rappers to be vulnerable i want them to show the darker side because all that does is show the relatability of the things that we go through let's not just sit here and act like we don't go through periods of grief because we got to keep moving through the modern world bro it don't slow down for nobody in my eyes it's more depressing that we can't talk about it we should be able to facilitate these conversations especially through our greatest means of of expression that we have rap music so keep on making music like this bro it is a more personal album to the other one wiki and stuff i feel like that album was more of a New York album. They got Amir's a cop, you know. I'm like, damn, okay, we're <laughs> getting into the New York politics side. But this one is just about 
25 year old black man living in America. That's why he's connecting so hard, bro. I mean, it's just, yeah. it's all about him, his burning desire to get through the pain, share his message, write those 16s that, you know, keep him up at night. He doesn't want his best verse to get past him. You know, just somebody with filled with passion that just keeps on moving, bro. And it's really inspiring and i think that's just why the album connects so much with us because we all just trying to get it and we all dealing with a bunch of things different feelings that we don't necessarily understand but we can try to put them in words as best as we can so what you say you are is a good example of that as well another track where you're gonna maybe think what do you say you are Are you a hard guy are you someone that's doing this and stuff and he's really just going into i don't got time for money i don't got time for cars just show me what you say you are yeah burning desire the title is perfect because I think there's a burning desire to be real. And that's why I think the cover really hit too as well. Like I said, someone wearing a mask with a knife. He's tired of masking himself. So he has a burning de desire to express himself. You hear all these rappers talk about the flashy stuff you have, the hoes. Mike, he's not the here for that. And and we appreciate that. Just keep making music like this, man. I think uh, more people should be talking about this. Hopefully they will catch on eventually. This, this is an album of the year contender. I think it's already on my top 10 list. I haven't really put it together yet, but it's definitely up there. I was with this album first time i heard it but wasn't fully connecting with me right away just because i will say it's pretty lyrically dense it's one of those albums where you kind of got to read the music sometimes when you listen to it no problem with that just know that like when you listen to it don't just like uh be like oh this is this is dude depressing you don't make first assumptions off of a project off your first listen as a real music listener real music listener right here there's always time to sit on an album think about your thoughts about it don't have to like share them right away. Come back to it. See if those hold up. I mean, that's totally okay, man. Open up your mind, open up your perspectives when you listen to stuff like this, man. And trying to understand where another person, another human being is coming from is essential to listening to a Mike project because he's speaking right to you, bro. You just got to open your ears. Mike, on Burning Desire, you were like, niggas trying to fade me, niggas trying to uh, replace me. No one's replacing me, bro. Like, your sound is unique. If someone were to copy this sound or to copy this, you're going to notice it. Even when people work with you, as I said before, your influence is noticeable and, and vice versa. You know, sometimes you could tell you've picked up things working with certain artists or certain people. For you to have a song like set the mood on here is weird. It is setting a certain mood. You know, when people say, oh, we finna set the mood, we finna get, you know, he did it in his own way. It wasn't the mood you're expecting. Expect the unexpected on this. And I loved it. I think I got something that threw me off a little bit because I wasn't expecting to get some of the catchiness I did on this as well. Some of the samples, some of the flows were stuck on my head off this. Still are. Start saying them randomly. I'm appreciate that, man. I, I thank Mike, man, because this this was a this was a great listen. The people he got on here too. I mean, the Earl feature was great. Had the the singing on You Think Maybe. Oh my God, bro. He was getting people that fit his sound perfectly. I love when an artist doesn't compromise their sound to fit somebody else on their project. Felt super organic. It was a good balance throughout the whole project. It's about 51 minutes, kind of on the longer side of uh, albums that I usually listen to, but uh, I thought it worked really well. The way that he balances the longer tracks with the shorter tracks, the 51 minutes as a flying by really fast. Let's get into our top three. My favorite, Snake Charm. That's still my favorite. I love that track, the way the instrumental comes in. Second one, probably set the mood, just because I think it's so funny that this man's trying to set the mood for a honey, and he's smoking too many exotics, so he can't even remember where he's at or what he's thinking about. First thing, he's like, oh, women. And then he's like, oh, 
wait, what? I'm pondering life. It's so me. And then um, my last one I would pick, probably Golden Hour. Just because, man, it shows that, you know, Bay Area, we tapped into everything, bro. Y'all thought y'all had this New York shit. There's a Bay Nail on there. I'm sorry, bro. You know, we got our hands and everything. And he killed it, bro. Shout out to Mike, you know, just for fucking with the Bay and just putting us on here. Larry June, shout out him. And uh, good job, Mike. I like that top three. My top three, number one, they don't stop when it rain. Hit. Every time I play that track, hits right here. Number two, Muscle Beach. I love the energy on that track. The features. Never heard of those people before. They all killed it. And I think they did another track later called This Is Hip Hop. I think that had Earl and these guys on it. Dope track. So they obviously got chemistry and stuff. And my third track is You Think Maybe. I love the singing on that track. I love the way it's looped and everything. It was perfect. Yeah, that's my top three. You could pick anything on here, really. And I'd probably agree with you. Every little track, every little moment on this has its reason to be on there. It wasn't any waste of time. No, not at all. I feel like that's uh, what you get. When you get something that has so much love and so much detail poured into it, and you don't got all that filler that we see in so many projects nowadays. Big ups to Mike, man. This is a great project. You know that Hip Hop Baby's rocking with you. You are an honorary baby. We need y'all to like, comment, subscribe. I mean, get on that YouTube page and slam that. We almost had 100 subs. I can't believe it, man. Never thought of the day means the world. Y'all follow us on Instagram. We be making them reels on and TikToks and shorts and we be tweeting everything, bro. Got the S right here. And then uh, at the hip hop babies on everything. Make sure y'all stream that mic project, man. Keep doing what you're doing, man. Ray, go ahead. Take it away, bro. Great project. Great vibe. With that being said, peace.